turn in your Bibles to John chapter 15. We're on a journey through the Gospel of John, declaring the many things that Jesus is, the unsearchable riches of Christ. And so today we will read verses 9 through 17. Christ says, As a father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. Who believes the Father loved Jesus? Just as the Father loved Jesus, Jesus loves us, and we are told to abide in his love, to live in his love, to reside in his love, to soak or marinate in his love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Why? Because we're commanded to abide in his love. So if we keep his commandments, one of the things we'll do is abide in his love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. And so Christ lived in light of His Father's love and we're to live in the light of Christ's love. And that in itself is life changing. It changes us from the inside out. He loves us first. We receive that love, live in that love, and then we begin to love Him and things change. Verse 11 These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. Who wants to be joyful? Christ tells us to abide in his love, so we'll have joy. Joy, unlike happiness, does not depend on temporal circumstances in your life. Joy comes from knowing that God loves you. Knowing that he's in love with you, he cares about you, he has affection for you, and you personally were the reason he died on the cross. We always have a reason to have joy. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. So this is the next step. First step, abide in his love. He loves us. Next step, express that love to others. As I have loved you, love one another. The golden rule, who knows what the golden rule is? Do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Who knows what the yellow rule is? Do unto others before they do unto you. Well, Christ raises the level of his own command, do unto others, by saying love one another as, not as you want to be loved, but as I have loved you. If you don't know that you're loved, if you don't abide in his love, you're really not going to express it. You're just going to try to be a nice person. Verse 13. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. This is the highest expression of love, is to give your life for someone. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. That's a personal thing as well as a corporate thing. We represent his friendship by loving one another, just as he's loved us. So individually, I'm a friend of God. Corporately, we are the friends of God. There's some churches called Friends Church. They're not just doing that because they're just being friendly. No, that's a biblical name. We are a church of friends. And so we are his friends if we'll do what he commands us, which is abiding in his love and expressing that love to others. No longer do I call you servants, verse 15, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. 
For all things that I heard from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain and whatever you ask, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. These things I command you, that you love one another. He wants us to be secure in his love. He loves us and holds us in his hands. It's a place of security. But if you're insecure, you have a view of God, he's holding you like this, just daring you to give him a reason to drop you in the flames of hell. Speaking to you today on the subject, Jesus is our friend. Can we say that? Jesus is our friend. He's our friend, as we saw in the text, because he chose us. He's our friend because he shares inside information with us. And he's our friend because he gave his life for us. He is our friend. Watch this. I would say it's someone who will tell you exactly what they think, no matter how much it would hurt your feelings. Someone who's always true, someone who will always be beside you, and no matter what happens. A real friend is someone who really cares for you and um, is interested in you at, at all times, no matter what's going on in your life, and shares with you. Um, a person that like helps you when you're in need. Someone that doesn't lie. A real friend is someone that cares and understands and is there when you need them and will love you unconditionally. A real friend that don't tell your business when you talk to them. <laughs> they, they hide all your, all your secrets. Somebody, when you need somebody, they're always there. They're not just saying they're there. They're there and they love you unconditionally. Always there for you. A real friend is somebody that likes you just the way you are. A real friend is someone you can trust. I think that video was made by a church, and then they marketed it, and I just envisioned it being made at the church. The pastor needed a video on friendship, and so <laughs> they walked through the church interviewing the staff and some kid outside. I loved it. It was a great, great video. How many have a best friend? Let me tell you about my best friend. I met him when I was five years old. You could say he was my childhood friend, and although he was famous and is famous, he has never failed to make time for me in his busy schedule whenever I've wanted to talk with him. Many times he's not been in agreement with me in my ideas or my way of doing things, but he has never, while in disagreement, cut me completely off or tried to end our friendship. He knows my past and my best and worst points, but he continues to be my friend, and I'm truly honored for that. Having met him in my childhood and he being much older than I, he has never made me feel unimportant or insignificant. Through the years, while I've lost touch with many childhood friends because my family moved around, he never lost touch with me and always kept track of me. I've offended him more times than any other person in my life, and our relationship has been tested the most, and yet today we continue to be friends. He's my best friend. His name is Jesus. I'll never forget the day I sang the little song, Come Into My Heart. It was in a church that didn't even believe in that song, but they let the kids sing it. 
And I had a spiritual experience with the Lord. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. Lord Jesus, come in today. Come in to stay. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. I was kneeling at the table, my elbows on a chair and my little hands folded like this, singing that song with all my heart. And I experienced His presence and something happened. And it took years for me to realize what happened that day. But He became my friend. He was always near me and I always lived in awe and respect for Him because He was very real. Jesus is our friend. He's your friend. He's my friend. And if He's not your friend, He wants to be your friend. He's our friend because He's friendly. We say friendly. Some people don't have friends because they're not friendly. Proverbs says, He who has friends must be friendly. Friendliness is a art. Some people are really good at it. They're able to make friends. Some people not so good at it. They have to kind of work at it. Sometimes our children, if they don't have friends, we've got to help them learn to be friendly so that they'll have friends. The most important friendship of all is friendship with Jesus. And He is friendly. Notice what He said in verse 9. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. Friendliness includes being kind to someone. Extending favor towards someone. The word friend that Christ uses here in the Greek is the word philos, which is part of the word that we know as Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. Philosophy, the love for wisdom. It means an associate, a neighbor, a friend. Webster's old dictionary said that a friend is one who is attached by affection, one who entertains for another with sentiments of esteem, respect, and affection, which leads one to desire company and to seek to promote happiness and prosperity. A friend is someone who's not hostile. A friend can be someone who's reconciled after enmity. You ever had an enemy that you're now friends with? Sometimes those are the best friendships. That's the friendship we have with Jesus. We were separated from him. We were the enemies of God, the Bible says, because of our sin. He's befriended us, and we've been reconciled. A friend can be an attendant, a companion, an ally, a, I love this, a favorer. When you have a friend, that person extends favor to you, and you extend favor to them. The synonyms for the word friend are, are an acquaintance, a contact, a colleague, an associate, a comrade, a workmate. It can even be a peer. An antonym, something a friend is not, is a stranger. A friend may be strange, but if they're your friend, they're not a stranger. In Facebook, I did a little thread employing people's collaboration on different kinds of friends and friendships that there are. And at the end of that long line of threads of dozens of entries of different kinds of friends there are, which I'm going to share some of what was put on there, Scott Stoddard saw an opportunity to share the gospel of friendship that's available to us through Jesus, and he did an eloquent job. Thank you, Scott. A friend can be new, can be old, can be dear, can be childhood, can be former, can be school, can be restored, can be loyal, can be disloyal, can be distant, can be caring, can be good, can be secret, can be estranged or strange, can be true or honest, 
can be real, kind, loving, genuine, fair weather, fake, or faux, or imaginary, or invisible, or in our day there's now the phenomena called the Facebook friend. And then what is a huckleberry friend? What is that? Jesus is our friend, and he is friendly. And his friendship is the greatest kind of friendship. It's the kind of friendship that soldiers on the battleground experience. In verse 13, he said, Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. He befriended us first, and in giving his life, he did it for his friends. He did it for us. This is the highest kind of friendship that there is. Number three, we can know him as our friend. I may be speaking Greek to some people in the room today. Oh, I knew God was great. I knew he was off there somewhere. But him wanting to be my friend? I'm not sure if I believe that. Well, the Scriptures declare, as we read today, that he's calling us friend. I have called you friends. Those people that will follow him and accept his friendship can know him as friend. To be friends with someone, take someone being friendly, and the person experiencing friendliness is responding with friendliness in turn. You can try to befriend someone, but if they don't respond to your, to your attempt, you really don't have a friend yet. Maybe they're having a bad day, or maybe they just don't like you, or maybe they don't want friends. They don't want anybody invading their space. Whatever the reason is, you really don't have a friendship until you get a response. And so it is with the Lord. He did all that there is to do for us, and our part is to respond and accept his friendship, accept his offer. Verse 14, you are my friends if you do whatever I command you. The friendship's not for sale based on our obedience. The friendship is received based on our abiding in his love. Abide in my love. If you, abide in my, if you obey my commands, you'll abide in my love, he said earlier. So he is friendly towards us, and we can know him as our friend by responding and accepting that friendship. Here's a Facebook cartoon, a gang of people outside a guy's door saying, Hey, we're friends on Facebook, and we thought we might drop in for a drink. That would be devastating. Facebook friendships are kind of shallow. They're not, they call them virtual friendships or cyber friendships. They're not real friendship if you don't go beyond the level of that medium. One of my other favorite Facebook cartoon is of a funeral, just a funeral scene. A guy's in a casket and two men are present sitting in the pews and the rest is empty. And one guy turns to the other one and says, I don't understand the low turnout. He had 2,000 Facebook friends. That's not the kind of friendship that Christ extends to us. He is our befriender. He's the one that seeks to befriend us. Verse 15, he says, No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. I have called you friends. For all things that I heard from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. He goes on and says, And that your fruit should remain. So he calls us friends. 
He does not call us servants. Now, I believe I am a servant of the Lord, but I'm a servant that is a friend with the Master. So my servanthood is voluntary. My friendship, I've been chosen to be his friend. And out of love for my friend, I want to serve him and take the place of a servant. It's not forced service. It's voluntary out of love. Uh, If you have a company or you're a boss and you have employees, you don't have to tell them the reason for every single little thing you tell them to do. You'd be wasting time. It's not important that people know everything. It's just important they do what they're paid to do so you can do your job to take care of it. Uh, When I was a young kid, I thought I knew better than my boss. I worked for a sign company. I really liked that job, designing signs and building them. And my personality is one that I like to finish stuff. I can get obsessive compulsive about finishing a project. And he would drive me nuts. One day I would come in ready to work some more on that project, and he'd put me on something else. And it would irritate me. Like, why can't we finish something? You know, get me on something else. But what I didn't know, being the employee and not the man in the authority, was this other job is what's going to pay us that week. The big job... Income's going to come from that, but it's going to be further on down the road. Maybe it's a customer that plays a 30-, 60-day game. Whereas this guy's going to pay immediately. And if I want a paycheck, I will do what my boss says. Maybe that's a little sermon there for somebody. If you don't have a boss you don't trust, then get somebody else. But it's time for us to use trust as believers and become a blessing to our employers. And so Christ... Says so you're not just employees, you're not just servants, you're friends. Because I'm letting you in on the inside information. I'm telling you what's happening. Earlier he said, I've told you what's going to happen so that when it does, you'll know that I'm not lying to you. You'll have faith. You'll believe. Number five, Christ is not a defriender. Has anybody ever been defriended? It hurts. Unfriend you. He's not that kind of friend. Now, if he ever had a reason to defriend somebody, it would be with Judas Iscariot, right? Look at what happened with him. When Judas came to betray him, he told those that were going to arrest him, he says, okay, we're going to go to where he is, and the guy that I kiss, that's the one to arrest. Look at Matthew 26. His betrayer had given them a sign saying, whomever I kiss, he is the one. Sees him immediately. He went up to Jesus and said, "Greetings, Rabbi," and kissed him. What a cold-hearted turkey! Did Jesus respond, "Hey, cold-hearted turkey"? Did he say, "Who do you think you are"? Did he say, "You thief! I've cut you slack all this time for robbing us, and now you do this"? No. He responded, "You're not my friend anymore." No. He said to him, "Friend, why?" Have you come? He calls him friend. Now he's about to go and die on the cross for his friends, right? Greater love has no one than this, than that he give his life for his friends. So this sin that Judas is committing is going to be paid for. But Judas refused to accept his friendship and took his own life. These words should have rung in his ears. He called me friend. What have I done? He called me friend. This is an awesome expression of the kind of friend that Jesus is. Maybe you've messed up and you think he's defriended you. No, he is calling you friend today. 
respond to him and repent, come back to him. He is known as a friend of sinners. We say sinners. These are people that do wrong. These are people that hurt people. These are people that are separated from one another. He came to be a friend to sinners. In Matthew 11, 19, and Luke 7, 34, Christ talks to his enemies and says, You guys call me a glutton and a wine-bibber, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is justified by her children. That last statement puts it all in context. He's not just a friend of wicked people, but he's an influence on wicked people. Now, the Scriptures warn us about having friends that will influence us to do wrong. Make no friendship with an angry man, lest you learn his ways and set a snare for your soul, Proverbs says. There are some people that are so off track, you've got to make room for Jesus in the relationship. Don't let them be an influence on you. In Christ's context, he was an influence everywhere he went. And he wasn't lured or tempted to become a wicked person. He brought people into friendship with him and changed our life through them tasting his love. Wisdom is justified by our children means that wisdom is revealed in its fruit. You raise your kids right, your neighbors may think you're raising them wrong, but when they're grown, see how they're doing? It was proven that you had wisdom. You trained up those children the way they should go. And so the wisdom was justified by his fruit. Because one of those tax collectors is a man named Matthew. It's interesting that Matthew included that statement in his book. He's a friend of sinners. He's a friend of me. And we can receive his free offer of friendship by believing in him. It's that simple. You don't have to climb a mountain or crawl over pieces of broken glass on your knees. He did that for us. He climbed the mountain. He crawled over the broken glass. He experienced the torture. He paid the price. So that by believing that he did, we received the benefits of that. He told another man that he had befriended named Nicodemus. He said, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. question for us today is, have you accepted his offer of friendship? He wants to be our friend. He wants to be your friend. Tell yourself he wants to be my friend. If you're a most respected political leader or rock star or military hero sent you a message and said, I'd like to be friends with you, can you come over for coffee, would you do it? Give you a backstage pass to his concert, would you do it? This offer is extended to us. Kind of like Facebook. He has sent us a request. Will you respond? So what's new in the world? Oh, nothing. I just got this friend request. Oh, yeah? From who? From Jesus. Jesus? Did we go to high school with that guy? <laughs> no. It says here that he's actually the the son of God. Oh, right, right, right. Sure, Jesus. Yeah, man, that guy wants to be friends with everybody. I feel like it was maybe a month ago I got a request from him, but I don't know that guy. I'm not going to just pray and accept him into my heart. What? 
Did I say pray and accept him into my heart? What I meant to say was click and accept him into my friends. All I know is he certainly seems persistent. The man can't take a hint. I've responded at least five times, not now, and he still keeps trying to add me. I know. I gave some thought to adding him back in college. A mutual friend suggested that Jesus and I be friends. I did internet stalk him a little bit. What did you find out? And that guy knows everybody, although not everybody knows him. He is loved by some, but other people mock and even make fun of him. They practically crucify him just for trying to be friends with them. I'm not sure why, but this guy is not giving up. Jesus has done all the work for us to know him. It's on us to accept his friend request. Request is extended. Will you accept it? If you've accepted it, are you walking in the benefits of friendship with him? Jesus wants to be your friend. There's no one who's not separated from God by what the Bible calls sin. Sin is real. It separates us from God. It separates us from one another. It rules and reigns in the earth. You don't think so. Watch the news. Where's that airplane? Somebody sinned. Consequences of it. It hurts people. And Christ came to pay the price for it so people could have a relationship with him so he could help them stop doing that. Not by keeping rules, but by keeping a relationship with the ruler. Becoming a friend of God. There is no way to remedy the sin situation without our believing that Jesus died for us. By believing that he died for you implies that you believe you need someone to pay for your sins, that you are guilty, that you are separated from God, that there is something wrong and you need a Savior. Number three, there's no better time for us than now today to begin believing in him and his promises. Lord, I pray for every person in the room pray, Lord, first of all, for that person that does not know you as their friend. I pray, Lord, today that you would enable them to believe. Help their unbelief that friendship is extended if they'll just say yes to it and start that journey of following you and giving you their life and believing that you gave your life for them. And second of all, Lord, I pray for that person who is a friend with you but they're not walking in the reality of it. Maybe they forgot or maybe they got off track or they believed lies that they're not worthy of friendship with you. I pray, Lord, today would be a new day of viewing you as their friend and viewing themselves as your friend. Lord, may they add the words friend of God to their resume. Thank you, Lord, for such an honor. Lord, thank you for extending that friendship to us. I pray today would be a day of change, a day of friendship for those that have been separated from you by the lack of you.